When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hi, this is Jordan Moreno, and this is The Valley Now, your weekly feel-good hour where we lift each other up with the stories of good people doing good things in your neighborhood. Every week, we'll be talking with community leaders who have a unique passion for our thriving city and those that make the Valley such a special place to live. Get ready to be inspired by the work they're doing, whether it's mentoring our youth, providing a platform for those without one, or just driving those worthy charitable causes. Listen in on the conversations and join us in raising our community. This is our time to shine and this is The Valley Now. Welcome to another episode of The Valley Now. My name is Jordan Moreno and I'm your host and this month it's all about moms. So if you're frequently in the community, I can almost guarantee that you have heard of my guest today. Her name is Lorraine Tallman and she's the founder and CEO of Amanda Hope Rainbow Angels, which is an organization that makes a difference for children fighting cancer. And this mama's story is one that is so impactful. We have so much to cover. You're a rock star. Welcome to the show, Lorraine Tallman. Thank you, Jordan. Excited to be here. I believe in order for listeners to kind of get the full picture of the passion for this work, we need to start off by understanding Amanda's story, your daughter's story, and your journey as a parent with a child that was undergoing cancer treatments. Um, and that really gives us kind of the background of how Amanda Hope Rainbow Angels came to be. Well, absolutely. I love sharing Amanda's dreams and um how it started and, and where we are now. I always say there's always a silver lining to some of the hardest things that we go through. But Amanda was nine when um, she was diagnosed with leukemia. No mom wants to hear the C word, especially for mm-hmm. their, their little girl. And I was blown away. It was like, you've heard of pediatric cancer, but I only knew my dad had cancer. My stepmom had can- Grandma had, you know, like, Mm-hmm. older people, not a lot of children. And so when I was the mom of a child fighting cancer, it really took our family down. Amanda was the youngest. So we had two other daughters, Leah and Rachel, and they were all like two years apart. And so they were very, very close. And, you know, this isn't a diagnosis that just happens to your child. It happens to the entire family. Mm-hmm. You know, the sisters, the siblings, the grandparents, and, yeah, you know, even her school, great. all of her friends, you know, she grew up, you know, in central Phoenix, and it, it really did impact the entire community. And just going through treatments and finding out that, you know, the treatment that we're giving our children that are fighting leukemia are the treatments that they came up with in 1950 in 1970 and Mm. nothing really since then. And so it takes your breath away that we're putting this horrible poison 
Yeah. Um, that was actually created for adults, not even children. Mm-hmm. And um, they're just kind of going, well, let's check this dose. Let's try this. Let's roll Oof. the dose here. One of the hardest things that we struggled with is so they're like, oh, this has such a high cure rate. That high cure rate only comes because they were following children for only five years. Mm. The treatment's three years. And so it's like, right. like, what do you mean the cure rate? And what they don't really share is how many children actually relapse that this cancer treatment can cause secondary cancers. And that's exactly what happened to Amanda. Wow. You know, she fought leukemia for three years and we were what they call no evidence of disease, NED. You know, so you go from literally holding your child down to get chemo in their spine to, you know, chemo shots in their thighs. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a very brutal, painful treatment. You get through that and you're thinking, dear God. You know, you're so great. You're like, like a little oh. sigh of relief. Yeah. Oh, and you know, you start school again. But there were just a lot of gaps in the care with mental health, depression, anxiety, PTSD. I mean, you could hear a siren and you're freaking out, you know. Oh, yeah. It's just like muscle memory. Mm-hmm. And so your whole family has all of these mental stressors that can kick off at any moment. And, you know, insurance didn't pay for counseling or therapy and depression was a a big problem, uh, not just for Amanda, but for her sisters Mm -hmm. and me and, you know, my husband and and my whole family. So we battled, you know, we're trying to figure that out when we really didn't have the $200 an hour for therapy. So, but we're trying to get back. I actually went back to work. I mean, the... uh, Imagine having two incomes, getting shot down to one income, but still having a two income expense. Mm -hmm. So we were experiencing the insurance not covering everything to moving down to one income instead of two, going through your savings, you know, telling your other two daughters that they can't keep dancing and they can't do your piano lessons. And, you know, so it's really just this tapestry of disaster, I called it. Yeah, And the stress. <laughs> the stress was, you know, everyone was suffering, but I got back to work and um, waste management hired. I was a recycled sales um, mm-hmm. for the East Coast, which was great because I could get to work at 4.30 in the morning. Oh, yeah. Um, my husband made sure that the kids got off to school and then I was home at 2.30 so I could be home, you know, mm-hmm. when the kids came up. So it was kind of like, all right, we're getting back into it. They had a bring your daughter to work day. And I was like, you know, Amanda's like, I want to go. I want to see. <laughs> okay. And so, um, you know, she's 12 now. So very excited. So I took her to work and they had all things set up for the kids. And then all of a sudden at one o'clock, she got a headache. And this is how it started. When she was originally diagnosed, I had taken her to the pediatrician three different times. And, you know, they were like, oh, she has a stomach flu. She has a bacterial Mm -hmm. infection, you know. And the third time that I went, my pediatrician knew me. I'm from New York, so I can be a little forward. And (laughs) I said to him, I'm not leaving. There's something wrong with Amanda. That mama gut too. That mama gut came out and I'm like, Doctor, I'm sorry, but what nine-year-old has a migraine? Yeah. And, you know, the school year had just started. He's like, Lorraine, all the kids are back to school. This is what happens. It's so normal. And I just finally said, no, she's been sick for three weeks. I'm, I'm not putting up with this is something. He goes, maybe she's anemic. Maybe that's why she's getting her headaches. 
And I'm like, well, how do we find out? Because well, yeah. I'm going to prick her finger. Well, you know how pricking a finger for a nine-year-old goes. Mm-hmm. Not well. And so her hemoglobin was only 2.6, which mm-hmm. in the hospital, we start giving blood transfusions at eight. Oh, so wow. It was a miracle that she's even walking, sitting mm-hmm. up. And it, he was in such shock that he did it again and then again. And all three tests came 2.6. Mm-hmm. And then we had to hold her down to full blood. Mm-hmm. You know, and he sat me home, which I still don't understand to this day. They should have called an ambulance. Right. And a couple hours later, they called me and said, you know, Lorraine, I'm so sorry, but your daughter has leukemia and we have a room waiting for her and you need to get there now. Mm-hmm. And even that, the way it was handled was not the best. Yeah, a little rough around the edges. A little, little, a little rough, but, yeah. just, you know, I just say that. So, you know, all the moms listening, when that mama bear comes up, mm, you're right. don't mess with it. <laughs> don't mess with it. And, and every time that we were in the hospital and Amanda was getting some sort of an infection or something was going wrong, I would always know before even the test said, mm-hmm. I'd go, no, I'd look in her eye, go, no, something's wrong. Or, yep. no, that's not working. Or blah, blah. And then... Six hours later, after the test, they were like, "Oh, you were right." And so I just I love yeah. When I do mom mentoring now, I'm like, "Man, trust your gut," because that umbilical cord may have been snipped at birth, <laughs> but there is something oh, there. Yeah, <laughs> definitely with your children, and it's never not going to be you know connected. Even my mom now, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, we're connected. Yeah. But anyway, she had gotten a headache. I flew her to the pediatrician. And talk about PTSD. I was in a panic, like, oh, oh my God, this is not so this bad. again. Yeah. And we, um, I took her straight in and I walked in the door. They saw me and of course they knew me and they're like, yeah, could cut me. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I don't have an appointment, but you're seeing her. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> remember us? Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah, me. And so he checked her all out and he goes, honestly, the range, she's good. You know, she just has a headache and. And I'm like, well, you, you know, this is how it all started. And I had a panic. I literally had a panic attack. Mm-hmm. I brought her home. I put her in my bed. And I'm like, I'll make you some chicken soup. You know, that's because that's what mamas do. And yeah. <laughs> I went downstairs to make her some soup. And um, within 45 minutes, she let out this horrendous scream. Mm-hmm. And I went running up the stairs and the left side of her face and this side of her body went paralyzed. Wow. And she couldn't move. And again, terrified, swooped her up, ran down to the hospital, went into the ER, was calling her doctors on the way, you know, Mm -hmm. going, something's going on. And Mm -hmm. uh, her oncologist and team like met me in the ER and um, they started doing tests and we found out she had a brain tumor, which was caused by one of the treatments that she had. So that was infuriating mm-hmm. to find out. And then we had to tell my 12 year old, she had cancer again. Right. After she'd lived three years in the hospital. It was right. like, thank God for child life. You know, we had a child life person we were very connected to, and she came in and helped us tell Amanda that we had to fight cancer all over again. So unfortunately um, with secondary cancers, they're very, very aggressive. And mm. we um, just, atomic bombed her to be on. I mean, there was just no other way. I mean, we were giving her chemo and radiation and everything we could. It came down to where we thought we, we could give her a bone marrow transplant. Oh, well, wow. then you're like hoping, you know, not everybody's family's a match. Mm-hmm. So we're like, oh my God, we have to find a match. And we tested everybody. And then fortunately her older sister was a match. 
So we're great. So we went ahead and did more radiation, got her ready for her transplant. And um, she had to have another surgery because they have about 30 tubes coming out of their body. Mm -hmm. So we had to get another, she had a port, but we had to get a Broviac and, you know, get her ready for what was going to happen. And Mm -hmm. um, while they were in for surgery, they came out and they said, and because she was at like 0.05% cancer, that's kind of where you have to be in order Mm -hmm. to qualify for a a transplant. And they came out of the surgery and said, um, Lorraine, we're so sorry, but um, the cancer spread to 83% of her body. Oh my goodness. And we can no longer. And it, it was one of the drugs they gave her to prepare her for the transplant. It, somehow the cancer mutated and fed off of the drug. Ooh. And so um, w- within a week, we went from transplant, looking at a cure to them telling me we had two weeks. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was crazy. And um, Amanda wanted to go to the Vatican and um, go on a gondola ride. That was her wish. And Mm -hmm. so um, my sister did a quick fundraiser at her office at American Express, and they raised enough money. And we actually left the hospital. And by Tuesday, we were on a plane to Rome. And so um, we didn't have two weeks. We had three and a half months. So we... we created the most best days, you know, mm-hmm. um, anything she wanted. She wanted to see the panda bear that was just born in San Diego. <laughs> Zoo. So, you know, we got over there. Mm-hmm. She saw dolphins. She saw sea turtles. And so the main thing was, is that um, when she was 12, she really hated them lifting her shirt in that chemo room. Mm-hmm. And so she had a dream about this little apparel called Comfy Cozies for chemo. And it has all these compartments for their ports and their Broviacs, their feeding tubes, their bloodlines. And she loved tie-dye. So most of them are all tie-dye. <laughs> so she really wanted to give back to children. And her faith was stronger than mine. And she, she just, you know, said, um, she said, Mama, Either um, God's going to heal me or I'm going to go to heaven. But no matter what, you need to help every child fighting cancer. Gosh. And coming from a 12-year-old. Yeah. Maturity. Uh, It was remarkable. Mm -hmm. At the end, when we were at the Ryan house, um, she kept saying, Mama, look at me with both eyes. I'm listening with both ears. I'm like, little girl, don't you be using my words. against you (laughs) don't you dare (laughs) and she's such a jovial little sweet girl and she just said mommy no you need to promise me you're going to help every child fighting cancer and I'd say okay she was like no I said you have to say I promise (laughs) you won't break a promise (laughs) and you haven't you have I haven't I haven't I promised her and she passed away March 30th of 2012. And by Christmas of 2012, we had made the Comfy Cozies and we sponsored 500 children here in the Valley. And then by February, we had sponsored another 100. So I was really, really proud that her love and design and what she wanted, um, what was being shared with with all the children. And, you know, we've been doing this now a little over 10 years, almost 11. And, um, you know, we've helped over 11,000 children now and the Comfy Cozies are, are actually global now. Um, we, we, awesome. We've sent them to the Ukraine and Rome and Venezuela and I mean, you name it. And so whenever we hear of a medical team going to a children's hospital, 
we're like pack that suitcase up with comfy cozies and <laughs> bring it to the you know bring it to whatever country that they're going to or um, mm-hmm. different missionary groups have you know packed a you know a suitcase I go to Goodwill and buy a, an old suitcase and just pack it <laughs> just go like, there you go I'll gladly pay the $75 to get it on an airplane so that was her um, original dream was this fun tie dye. And there's like 60 designs. There's dresses with ruffles and hoodies that are yin and yang and <laughs> and it's crazy all the designs, but you know, the, Amanda wasn't um, a girly girl mm-hmm. by any means. I mean, uh, don't even buy her pink. She's like no. purple, red. <laughs> but mm-hmm. through her journey and all the gaps in care is really how Amanda Hope Rainbow Angels was birthed. And yeah. um, we fill all those gaps and mm-hmm. it's taken me 10 years to start from her dream to now. I mean, we offer counseling and play therapy and mindfulness and our wellness center to help parents with massages and reflexology and Reiki and sound healing. And it's just a beautiful center. So, you know, I get to come to work and play with kids and really just move the needle on what I believe pediatric cancer care should look like. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's, there's just so many studies about mental health that, you know, the ACEs studies, and yeah. it's a fact, it's a proven scientific fact that if we can provide counseling, any kind of mental health from zero to nine, that's when our, our health, our vegan, I mean, there's so much to it that if we can help um, any young person from that age, the likelihood of them having a heart attack when they get older or having multiple health issues decrease tremendously. And the side effects of chemotherapy are, you know, are, are, we have little kids that are having strokes that have wow. kidney issues that lose their hearing or their vision. You know, mm-hmm. they, they call it chemo brain, which um, is what it's referred to. But, you know, it's like their capability of learning, you know, is lessened and mm-hmm. things like that. So for us, it's all about cracking open. And if we can teach a, a child that's going through treatment, how to manage their pain through mindfulness and breathing techniques, and what does that look like and working with a therapist and they take less drugs, you know, same thing yes. with the, you know, the comfy cozies for chemo children are a lot of like, you want to open the left side of the right, like, like they're participating and we're mm-hmm. empowering them to right. It, you know, to be a part of their treatment mm-hmm. instead of holding them down and then yeah. screaming, mommy, why are Awful. you hurting me? Right. To I got this. Yeah. You sure. know, left or right. You, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's less Ativan, mm-hmm. you know, less better. Like we, we pre-drug our children just to stay calm or half asleep just mm-hmm. so we can access their port which that is terrible for their liver and kidney as well. Yeah. And heart and everything. Yes. We don't, we don't need to be giving our kids so many opioids and, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that. We need to find other ways to, to help them. But we've seen, I I even had one doctor say to me, I have better outcomes with kids that get play therapy than those that don't. Now I'd like him to put that in writing. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of scientific thing, but I truly believe it. I think if we can equip our children Mm-hmm. And this is not just cancer. All children, all children have enormous amount of stress, especially what we went through with COVID off the charts. You know, even our families, you know, mom had to be in the hospital 
with their child and could not leave. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine fighting a horrible disease and your family can't be there to to support siblings can't be there. Mm -hmm. You're dying and they have a limit on who can see you as a child. I mean, it's bad enough when our grandparents were hit and we couldn't, you know, we were on Facebook or whatever to say goodbye to our family, but can you imagine the child? No, there's so much we're going to be, you know, discovering Mm -hmm. in this mental health. Okay. You can't even get a therapist right now. <laughs> no, right. You know, oh, you're done, so. We, you know, we have families on our wait list. It's, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, we're, we just hired another therapist. It's hard. And serving the family too, yeah. because it truly does impact the entire family and the mental health and the wellness of siblings. You know, we've, we've, I've talked with multiple people before about the way that a sibling of a child that is undergoing some sort of treatment feels. They feel lost. They just get lost in the sauce. And, you know, that we have to maintain our focus on all children. The whole family as a family unit just makes you so much stronger. And the siblings also need, um, not only do they need their own therapist and their own play, but they also, sometimes we don't explain, you know, the steroids that children with cancer are put on talk about the Tasmanian devil. That's not even your child. You're like, no, how many moms go, they're so mean. Or my, even my, my other daughters would say, mommy, we hate Amanda. Look how mean she is. And you know, they hate the drug she's on because it's not her fault. It's not her fault. And the drug does make you irritable and mean and hungry. Like you want to see a child consume 5,000 calories within hours. I mean, it's just, it just this rage of mm-hmm. hunger and temper. I've seen it with my own eyes. And then just being able to share that information with the siblings and go before it happens, like, listen, right. the next 28 days, your brother or sister is going to be on this drug and this is what it does. And, you know, we're going to need you to be breathing, take a deep breath, realize mm-hmm. it's not them. And you will get your sister or brother back next month. But this next month, they're not going to be <laughs> who you know and love. And same yeah. thing with mom and dad. Can you imagine your your Tough. six-year-old screaming at you going, I hate you. Yeah. Yeah. Over and over. Oh, mommy. Yeah. And you're like, you know, trying to save this child's, you know, your child's life and yeah. they being visceral at you. That can be hard, especially when a mom has not had any sleep and is up 24-7 with a child vomiting and, you know, everything else. And they're exhausted. Yes. You really do need a coach. You need that mom mentor, that coach or that therapist or mindfulness just, you know, in your ear going, you got this. Mm-hmm. This is not. This is a drug, you know. And you almost have to have this mantra that you say every day because it does wear you down. The mom coaching is another kind of staple program that you've come up with and that you've implemented. How have you seen the success of that? Oh, you, I should, the letters that we receive because a mom, you know, our mom that teaches our mom mentoring has been through it with her son and, um, and another mom that does all of our um, Hispanic moms has also went through it with her daughter. And so, and then we're training moms that have gone through it to be Mm -hmm. mentors so first they go through the mom mentoring program, which can be six months to a year. And then we put them through a training program that we actually developed with ASU. And we're training moms how to be, because you need boundaries, right? 
Mm-hmm. You can be a mentor, but you can't be pulled down into someone else's life because then you can't pull them back up. Right. right? So you have to have very healthy boundaries and, and learn how to say the right things and, and coach them and help them. And, but you're still very understanding and empathetic because you've been there. It's one of my favorite programs that we have. <laughs> because Just being able wish, to lean on one another. Yeah, I wish I had a mom to help me through those four years to tell me what was happening. One time I woke up and Amanda's pillowcase was covered in blood. I was terrifying. like, terrified, like, <gasps> and I swoop her up and, you know, rush her down to that hospital again. And she sees her pillow and I, I completely lied to her. I said, I spilled my coffee on your pillow. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need any, any other freakouts. Yeah. <laughs> and she's mom, why would you do that? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It just happened. It was an accident. First thing that came to your head. <laughs> And I, you know, ran down to the hospital and, you know, literally her blood vessels were coming up through her skin, like Oof. little nose and eyes and ears. And, and I walk into the hospital and they're like, oh yeah, that happens. And I'm like, what? Yeah. You might not want to tell me <laughs> Please. that this could have possibly happened. You know, right. so I think when you have a mom that has been there, you know, every child's treatment's different. You know, the drugs could be different, you know, the protocol could be different, but just to have a mom who has had those anxieties, had those fears to be able to say, you know, you're not crazy Mm -hmm. and stuff does happen and we're here for you. So it, you know, we're not offering any kind of medical advice or none of that. It's just the hold your hand. You're not going crazy. You can do this. We're here for you. Amanda used to say big hugs even my whole staff, we just tell them your number one job every day is to give a big hug. You know, you create um, a place, a safe place for people to share and give big hugs. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's our number one goal. You're not trying to be a doctor or make a diagnosis. You're just trying to understand what's happening to your child. And when you have a mom that's already been through it, they can say, yeah, I remember when they they said that to me. Mm Mm-hmm. I always wonder, you know, hospitals don't, sometimes they don't like moms talking to each other because the treatment plan is different. Mm-hmm. And then the mom will be, well, that person had that treatment and this, da, 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 da. and so, you know, it, we make it very, very clear that this is just to hold your hand and tell you you're going to do it mm-hmm. and, you know, and to get through it. So it's not, we never, you know, we're, we don't, we're not an oncologist. We can't give medical advice. Mm-hmm. So, and just to understand that, you know, moms, I wish that we could talk all day because I feel like we have not even touched upon, we've just crested the surface of your programs, but how would a family find you uh, for assistance and to be part of all the amazing work that you're doing? And then how could we help to to further this mission? So the best thing is amandahope.org or follow us on social media. It's A-H-R-A Angels. But the main thing is call us. I mean, our therapists are powerful. We do a lot of financial aid for families that, you know, need groceries and with gas. I mean, oh my gosh. Can you imagine now, you know, having your medical bills adding up and then, you know, you, you need $200 in gas a week just Mm -hmm. to get to your treatments. Right. And so we help with all of that. And I mean, we've gotten air conditioning units put on the houses. We, you know, we, we have this group of um, amazing donors we call angels on call. 
And so when we have a family that's in dire need, you know, we have amazing donors that we can call and go, you know, we gave a car to a family and, you know, we had the one out in Maricopa that needed a water tank. They came home and the water tank had busted and they had no water. Well, the hospital's not going to let your child come home if you don't have water. Mm. And so we made some phone calls and, you know, they got a water tank and things that you wouldn't think of. So we're always looking for businesses that want to fix a car for us, or, you know, we have an air conditioning company that donated an air conditioner. And then we have another one that now we have another air conditioning company that says, I'll do it. And we have a huge gala in September. We have one fundraiser a year at September 30th. And literally people raise their paddle. I want to decorate a transplant room. I want to pay an APS bill. Even our rent for our counseling center mm-hmm. is paid for at that gala. That's We're awesome. like, okay, we need 35 people to raise their paddle to, you know. Logistically sounds like a nightmare keeping yeah. track of all that, but it's awesome. Yeah, but this <laughs> the event is- person in me is like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, but you know what? People love coming to our gala because all of the funds we raise are restricted. They literally can decide, do they want to sponsor a comfy, cozy care pack? Do they That's want to pay cool. for a counseling session? And even on our website, it's the same thing. You decide where you, what, you know, what it tugs on your heart. We'll make sure that 100% of your funds go to exactly what you want it to. And then we have people that just give to us and go wherever you need it, Lorraine. Mm-hmm. It's an open donation. And that, I'm sure you're you know, just so proud. So proud yeah. of the the way that you've grown. And this is all in your daughter's name. Like her name is stamped all over everything. And I think that's probably my favorite part is it's so clear what's driving you every day. Every day. We're actually looking at creating Amanda Hope in a Box where we can train moms all over America that are champion moms like me, actually how to do a nonprofit, how to. Okay. Yeah. So that's 2024. Goal is to, I want to find every champion mom out there that wants to uh, move the needle and help. And I've mentored several nonprofits here in the Valley that are doing extraordinarily well. And, um, if I can help moms, I'm all about moms. So if I can help a mom move the needle in what she's looking at, I'm on board. Moms unite. And you are a busy woman, Lorraine. Thank you so much for your time today. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing Amanda's story. I deeply appreciate it. All right. I want to give a very special thank you to my guests today. And I want to thank you for being a part of the program and making our community an amazing place, not just to live and to work, but most importantly, to play. You can hear The Valley now on the radio with audio on demand on radio station websites and the Odyssey app. My name is Jordan Moreno. Shine your light, share your love, and join us again next week right here on The Valley Now. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.